Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? It's another Did You America boys and girls, and those of you in between. Yes, everyone inclusive. All of the letters. <laughs> uh, this is uh, season two, episode... Negative four. Absolutely. Uh, he's Jeremy Hoffman. I'm Ian Canfield. Congratulations, William Shatner. You are officially the oldest person to make it into space. Well, like that part of space that some people say is space, but most people say isn't space I, at all. I thought your response was going to be, what about Yoda? <laughs> Yoda is definitely older. <laughs> um, I, I didn't see the um, William Shatner disembarking from the spacecraft yesterday. You know, I, I, I saw the, the sort of impromptu press conference that happened afterwards. And I don't know if one of my friends was winding me up about this, but he claimed that they had uh, special stairs for William Shatner to get out of the big penis because he's <laughs> because he's 90. And it, it, I kind of wish that... Well, I kind of hope that that was the case because it, it sort of makes it even more special that a 90-year-old would go up into space, but as a result of being 90, need some extra help getting off of the aircraft. Like, if I was him, I'd have said, all right, I'm going to do this, but you need to give me one of those Stannis stair lifts to get in and out, <laughs> right. you know? He gets, like, one of those old people chairs that go up the <laughs> yeah, staircases. Yeah, that's one of those right. Stannis, right? <laughs> I didn't know what they were when called. When you get to my age, you start to know the brand <laughs> right. names. But yeah, well, I'm glad that joke was funny eventually. I got yeah, it. so he got one of those old people's stair lifts to go up and down the side <laughs> of, the, of the space shuttle so it was easier to get in. <laughs> I uh, What I was really confused about, or not really confused, but I was wondering the whole time is like, who who was annoying who more? Like, were the rest of the crew annoyed with Shatner because it's like, oh, he's getting all the attention? Or was he annoyed with them because, like, they were clearly fanboying over the fact that they were going to space with Captain freaking Kirk. Right, and he hates any connection exactly. to Captain Kirk. In well, fact, clearly he doesn't because that was the whole reasoning of sending him to space. You, there's way better celebrity options. You said, well, no, there's not because there's not another able-bodied 90-year-old who would be capable of making the trip. Whatever you think of William Shatner. Even- How is Dick Van Dyke? I feel like we could send him up there. Well, just because he can tap dance doesn't mean he wouldn't get lightheaded outside of gravity. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Did you see William Shatner? He seemed like he was like on the verge of death at every stage of this flight. Well, wouldn't you be? I was speaking. Yeah, that's to- why I'm not going I- to space. I don't want to leave my sofa, let alone leave the planet. I'm with you. It's, and he, it's, but I no, I disagree with you saying. You're acting that- like he was forced up there. D- no. I- are you giving no credit at all for a man age 90 being a... I know, look, we've ridiculed these he, so-called space flights before because, yes, it's like you pop up for five minutes and then pop back down again. It's hardly like that movie where O.J. Simpson goes to the moon, Capricorn it's, 1. It's nothing it's like nothing that. nothing like that, no. But still, to be able to, to effectively leave the planet, even if you can still sort of see it, um, and do it at 90... When you may or may not have needed a chairlift to get in and out of the giant penis, it's impressive. You mentioning the OJ movie made me think of something. You know what Branson should do? Since like he's clearly lost the billionaire space race, like no one's focused on him anymore. It's all about Bezos and Musk, as it should be. Right. Well, and also the penis. Right. right. If, if Branson had the penis, William Shatner would have gone. I want that one. <laughs> he, it's look. It's a penis man with a penis rocket. It was meant to be. <laughs> but what if Branson, as his celebrity launch, he gets OJ, but, <laughs> but he's the one, and his rocket ship happens to fail. He becomes a hero. Do they have Wi-Fi in space? Hi, Twitter world! We get, we get to send OJ to space? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm putting all my money towards him, if that's the case. It's, um... Plus, I'm seeing that movie, OJ in Space. Well, because he did the movie where they did the fake moon landing, so he's going to go to space for real. Right. He's going to say, you know what? I Maybe want- the killer's there. <laughs> OJ's going to go, I'm going to right my wrong. 
I made a movie claiming the moon landings were fake. I'm going to go to space for real. Right, and that that's was the his wrong. wrong. That's the wrong. <laughs> the that one o- thing. That's the wrong that OJ wants to write. I can. T- if he's OJ, you're listening. Are you not posting from the golf course? He's suggesting listening. this already. He loves Did You America. <laughs> I um. He Americas all the time. I uh, I do agree with you though. Even though you are completely downplaying the enormity of a 90 year old going into space, the the bit that I did see afterwards. That was a lot of crying from William Shatner standing next to to, to uh, Bezos. It did seem to me as if William Shatner was commanding all of the attention because William Shatner should right. and would because he's why a- the the. the- they, the other crew members, were clearly annoyed with him. But he's he's there, you know, shattering it up. And, and you know, the thing is, yes, he was crying and it was dramatic, but so is every time William Shatner is on camera. Like, his performance getting off the spaceship was exactly the same as every other performance he's ever given. But I did think that um, Bezos was kind of there going like, what, will you shut up? Like, because did you notice- that This one, is my like, moment. Yeah, he let William Shatner cry for a bit and then just opened a bottle of champagne and go, okay, <laughs> back to me, to back to me. So that's, that's kind of where my, you know, my not so caring of this achievement views come from is like, you know, so yesterday, or was it yesterday? It was Tuesday. Yesterday. Whenever it was. I, uh, I had to go pick up something from my mom's house. So I went over there and they were watching, you know, whatever news channel had it on. So I sat down for a little bit to watch. There was all of the news channels, Jeremy. All, whatever all they were of watching, the news channels. You know what? Because you're downplaying it because you're lazy and you were like, oh God, I've got to go to my mom's house to pick up a package. William Shatner went to space. Okay, so he comes off the thing and like, they're all excited. The spaceship off the thing. Off the, the, the <laughs> It wasn't you even a spaceship. It was the top <laughs> of a piece. You it was are, a penis pod. You are, tra- you are treating this as if he's just released another Priceline ad. Yeah. Like so he comes up the thing and like, you know, immediately the other three go towards like a group of people and like they start popping bottles. There's cute girls over there for some reason. Who brought them? I don't know. That's what I was focused on. But then Shatner's like off into the corner. But he wasn't like all emotional he was milking the moment he was like the camera's gonna be on me and so all of a sudden my parents they got totally duped by it they were both like oh my god he's crying and like my stepdad was like oh he's all alone no one's there with him well you know his ex-wife died in a pool i was like you guys don't understand anything there's a lot of question marks with that plus we he's a trained actor who cries in everything he does <laughs> well everything is dramatic with Shatner I'll give you that but I did think that um, he was pissed that they didn't have a microphone on him he was like can you guys get closer well yeah because he's a trained professional he expects that kind of attention it was all a play I felt played he genuinely went to OJ space OJ wouldn't do that after going to space oh, well he wouldn't come back but <laughs> he genuinely went to space he's a 90 year old man that is a huge achievement of course he wanted he, all he the took fi- a plane ride <laughs> he didn't go to space he didn't step he didn't like he saw the edge of earth that's not going to space of course he wanted all of the attention because he's William Shatner and he deserved it. I was way more amused by the the, the the impatience of Bezos, who was literally, as Shatner was crying, thinking, it's my rocket. Well, what about me? Like, what about, <laughs> about and, and, and like, you, I'm giving you 20 seconds and then I'm opening this bottle of champagne all over you. I will wipe out those tears with champagne. Shatner kept like rambling like I, an old man too. I, I wanted Jeff Bezos to go, could you post this Amazon review on an Amazon website? I'd like to make a statement he, now. As he, But like, as he kept talking, like, he, you know, Shatner clearly wanted to be heard and Bezos, you could tell, had just had enough because he kept hugging him randomly, which was clearly his telling him like, hey, shut the fuck up, it's my turn to talk, but Shatner didn't get it because he's an old man who's just like, I saw the moon! Jeff Bezos is on his headset going, um, could we get that music they play at the Oscars when people have to stop, like <laughs> right. when they've done enough, you know? So, um, you have been very disrespectful to William Shatner, but you know who's been more disrespectful to this 90-year-old's great achievements? Ew. One of the royal family, what a surprise, did you see? What did the, they ju- do? Just hours after Shatner cried on camera and then had champagne opened all over him prince william does an interview 
He's the blonde one who ain't got much blonde hair. You know the one who used to be good looking and has now morphed into Prince Charles? I know the one, one that who, has the red one, hair and one that's one completely who, bald. The one who didn't marry Meghan Sparkle. Okay, the completely bald one. Right, the one who looks like his dad because his dad is Prince Charles. I but, don't know but, what the dad looks Prince like. Ha- you know Prince Charles, no? I'm from oh, America, God, here sir. We go. Here we go again. Here we go again with the stupid American segment. <laughs> no one's more pro-America How than dare me. you? But re- you don't know which one Prince Charles is. No, I don't pay attention to the only thing i know about the family is when you bring it up on this podcast all right well look so um uh prince um harry is the one who they're both the sons of diana do you know who she is that's the one who used to be a drunk right who the the redheaded one. I don't know if he wore. Well, he used to like to party. That's being a drunk. Well, he used to like to dress up as Hitler and go to parties. That's being an extra drunk. I do that sometimes because <laughs> I drink. And then you go. It's all right. I'm a Jew. Yeah, I, I can, can get away with Hitler. it. I'm taking it back. <laughs> it's like camps. <laughs> That's a throwback joke to the previous episode. So, so no they're both the sons of, I can't believe I'm educating you in the main family tree still alive section of the royal family when were they elected royals oh god okay okay so you've got Harry you married Meghan Markle right, right he's that's the American yes okay okay William is the one who's now almost completely bald yes William so they're both the sons of Princess Diana. Right. William looks a lot like Prince Charles, hence the baldness, because he's the son of Prince Charles. Some may have you believe that Harry is not the son of Prince Charles, which is why he's a ginger and looks a bit like the tennis coach. Anyway. Okay. Right. That's beside the point. I know everything now. Uh, after William Shatner had this miraculous achievement, give it a couple of hours, and... Uh, Prince William's doing some interview and suddenly goes, well, you know what? I, these, um, these billionaires, they're going to space when really they should be pouring their money into solving the problems with this planet. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> you know what, William? Not what? every moment's about you. Yeah. And w- why don't you take yourself off to Russia or China and go speak to them about climate change and the effect they're having and see if they'll fix anything? Then you can get back to us. And in the meantime, I'm all pro team Space Force. This is t- typical of the royal family. But I, I, I bring this up especially because one thing I have discovered that's royal family adjacent that I really like is, you know, whenever we've discussed The Crown, which I've never watched and I've pitched what would be my version of The Crown that right. would make it watchable, which is like the real royal family. Someone's only stolen their idea and they put it on HBO Max and it's called The Prince. I watched two episodes last night. It's amazing. And to be fair... I, Orlando Bloom is one of the voices because it's an animation. I can't believe if the Queen had seen this, Orlando Bloom would have been beheaded by now. Didn't like, didn't it almost get cancelled? I remember when they were first like created. There was rumors that this show was being made. Didn't the royal family already try to cancel it? Well, I like, think they might have cancelled it in the UK because, as far as I know, oh. it's not been shown in the UK, which is strange because anything that is on HBO or Showtime that gains traction. There's one network, it's called Sky Atlantic in the UK, and they show all of those shows. So we're, we're normally they're split here, but if you live in Shitsville, you will get, say, Billions, Ray Donovan, Succession, all that kind of, right. like what everyone thinks is the gripping good stuff. It's all on one network in the UK, and it's basically a hybrid of Showtime and HBO. But they ain't showing The Prince. But my God, it's so good. That's a... Uh... But so how many, like, is it, is, do they throw it all at once? Is here's, it one here's the thing that I find most shocking slash funny about it. I believe it was made before Prince Philip died. He was the so Queen's he husband. In he's in it, but he's a corpse. <laughs> so they've already portrayed him. They've already <laughs> port- portrayed him as dead before he actually died. Damn it. I tried to Google the prince. And your computer just exploded. It, was, it showed, brought, pulled up some book from the 16th century. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> so they've got they've got uh, uh, um, the, uh, uh, the, the prince is that Prince George is who it focuses on, right? Okay. Who's, who's one of Which the, one's that? Prince George is the kid of William and Kate. We're going way too down the far down the family tree for you to keep a... There's to keep, kids? Keep, see what I mean? 
Anyway, forget who he is. They portray him as this spoiled, horrible little brat who's just obsessed with, like, followers on Instagram and uh, and things of that nature. Right. And then you've got William, who's horribly bald with massive teeth. And my favourite thing... You remember how I told you, how if I did my version of The Crown, I would have the Queen Mother in it, who would have staff that are really gay and just swears and says inappropriate things all the time? That's how they portray the Queen. So she co- shoots people if they annoy her. <laughs> she's got this thing about... So she's like Dick Cheney? She's got this thing about how she has to have pies that are especially made. And she's got... And, and they've got, like, these... Basically, these alien slaves that work beneath Buckingham Palace that have got the secret elixir to make pies the way she likes them and she's staggering around the church the, the palace sorry going like will someone fucking pie me sir do not cancel us they're called extraterrestrials oh yeah okay thanks Demi Lovato well I don't think they're concerned with this and then they've got um, Harry and Meghan living in Los Angeles with being completely removed from reality like Harry doesn't know how to go and buy a pint of milk and that he goes to a grocery store and he's never so seen one before so they have like their own separate show within the show because they're not involved with anyone anymore well yeah and they they portray the way that uh, William's wife hates Megan like I, I don't want to give it away but it's it's on HBO Max and the point is is that it's everything that we said on this podcast about how the crown should be like the real version of it but they've actually gone ahead and done it and the fact that they got away with making it before Prince Philip died portraying him as a corpse and then releasing the show after he died <laughs> with him portrayed as a corpse is amazing. The real question is that what I'm episode... I'm more impressed with Orlando Bloom now than I was since I saw... I mean, when I saw his cock, I was impressed. <laughs> cock talk, cock talk, <laughs> cock talk. Quick bit of cock talk in this, right? When he was on the paddleboard with Katy Perry, I, went, I was like, wow, look at the size of that. But Orlando Bloom, you've now taken this... You've taken the attention away from your gigantic penis because you do such a good job of portraying Prince Harry. And this is the thing that I love because I started to Google I was so impressed with this TV show. I thought I must Google it to see if there have been reports about how outraged people are about it. And yes, there has been a degree of outrage. Not here. Well, no, in the UK. They've not seen it. Like me talking about things on this podcast, the UK hasn't seen it, but that does not stop them from having a strong opinion. Of course. And, And one of the things that came up in these articles about how outraged they are is that apparently Orlando Bloom is very good friends with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And yet here he is, voice the character of Harry in a very unbecoming manner. Well, that's going to be awkward at Thanksgiving. (laughs) So, yeah, I can't recommend it enough, even though it is technically my idea for a real version of The Crown. They stole it. And it's been stolen. But they're only 13-minute episodes, and um, it's called The Prince, and it's on HBO. And that, I tell you, is very, very much how the royal family is. They do this disclaimer at the start of it where they'll say... uh, this show has no um, connection to anyone alive or dead, and you might think it's about the royal family, but it's not really. It's just a joke kind of thing. So don't send us to the tower or a tunnel. <laughs> so, like, because you haven't used the tunnel since '97, then you might think like it's you know ready for use. I it, it's so good. I'm expecting there to be some tunnel jokes. For, oh, the other great thing about it is Charles marries Camilla once the royal family have off to Diana. That's in real life, right? Camilla is in it and she doesn't speak ever because the queen hates her so much. I gotta say, for someone who claims to not care for the royal family, you just know everything about the royal family. No, I know that this is how they are. And I kept on saying, this is what the crown should do because it would be a spot on portrayal. And now someone's stolen my idea and turned it into 13 minute animations on HBO Max. I just want an episode showing Jizz Lane talking to a sweaty Andrew and then I'm done. <laughs> I will be amazed. I've only watched two episodes. I will be amazed if that doesn't happen. It's so near the knuckle. It literally, like, they've got the queen wandering around saying fuckers every second word shooting people who annoy her for god's sake but apparently it's not the real royal family i never even said the queen shoots anyone they keep all that <laughs> underboard all right uh coming up in part two let's do uh, john gruden superman and uh, the rolling stones stand by everybody
All right, let's do part two of Did You America? A quick <laughs> reminder of the song of the week that we have ongoing currently. My choice this week, In the Court of the Dragon, the new song by Trivium. I went with Barcade by Atmosphere, Aesop Rock, and MF Doom. And uh, New York producer choosing Coming Back by James Blake. Uh, you can vote at didyouamerica.com. There is a poll on my Twitter. On Twitter, I am at Ian Canfield. All right, John Gruden. Oh, no. Can I just say... Can you imagine how much worse these emails could have been if Sketches weren't so comfortable? <laughs> Sketches is the one who did this. They were like, yeah, this isn't a good sponsorship for us. Release the emails. <laughs> so I I was watching, so he had a Sketches endorsement, right? And the 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 the, the gist of, the, of John Gruden in the Sketches adverts is that he's shouting and yelling at everyone through a bullhorn in a quite aggressive um, football coach kind of way. But, right. it's, but you know, he relaxes because Sketches are so comfortable. Apparently not comfortable enough, Sketches. <laughs> They're not Yeezys. So, um... The uh, first of all, who did he upset? Because he wrote bad things in emails and quite clearly needed to be fired. But I didn't realize until I, I did a deep dive on this story that this was actually a big investigation into all of the communications uh, regarding the Washington football team, right? right. Which was, they were doing a, a deep dive over about 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, our, now I, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly a, I'm going to call it American football aficionado. And I, I'm not going to name any names of like suspects because I don't know who it would be. But I'm going to just say, and I don't think this is a controversial thing to say, that if you did a deep dive on over a decade of emails from a major league football team and you were going to hold people accountable for things that they wrote, be them racist, homophobic or whatever, you probably would have found more than just a few emails from one coach. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, it, first of all... I would guess that the reason why Gruden got thrown under the bus here is that the person in power for the team that they're investigating, Dan Snyder, most likely probably leaked this to cover up whatever was actually going to be revealed about his team. Because this investigation has been going on for, I think there was a, it originally started where there was some investigation into like how their cheerleaders were treated. Right. It snowballed into a bunch of different, you know, bad practices within the organization. Gruden was never at the uh, this is, Washington, this, let's right? Put it this way. No, th let's put it this way. Th he wasn't even working for the NFL at the he time. He was ESPN. He was an announcer and was just like emailing because like he's still very involved. But they, th the whole reason, he was styling the whole reason why lips look big. <laughs> they changed the team name was not because they finally had enough, offend uh, enough offending of Native Americans. Right. It's because they figured that would help them with this investigation. Right. So like a lot of celebrities, they were getting ahead of the curve where they go, okay, look, right. we're going to admit to doing a bunch of stuff here so you don't hold us accountable for A, that stuff, and B, the other things here, and we can just apologize and move on. So here's what happened. By the way, there's a sketches endorsement up for grabs for anyone else in the NFL. The first the first thing gets leaked. You know, the the thing he said about the head, about the NFLPA with Michelin tire lips, super <laughs> Which racist. Is, my God, what? And the worst part was that he then tried to be like, it wasn't racist, it means that you're a liar. <laughs> oh my God, it was like the big one, lips it was, are a sign of lying. It was, it's the most creative racism I've seen in a long time. Don't mind the black face I have on <laughs> while I'm telling you this. It's just like, so wow. That, I mean, the most shocking thing about that is like, you actually got like, went so deep in creativity in your race racial right. slur in you know, that like, case. It's impressive, honestly. Right. You should be a writer if you can get a job <laughs> after this. So, you know, basically that got leaked and the league expected the owner of the Raiders to fire him because, you know, as bad as it was, mm. you know, in 2021, uh, that's a fireable offense. Yeah, so yeah. they, you know, they're the, and then the Raiders did it. So then more messages got leaked. The thing is, is that the people who run everything in the NFL mm. are the owners. Everything that gets done in the NFL <laughs> is discussed and figured out in a giant conspiracy right. by the owners. They knew this was coming out. They knew these emails existed. Now there's a petition to release all these emails. And you know why John, more stuff got released about John Gruden? 
because they don't want their emails getting out. No, they said, focus I, I, on this. Well, I mean, I, even people that do, uh, let's call it real jobs, real work, people that aren't in sport, aren't in entertainment or whatever, um, how many people could genuinely say that if all of their emails were poured over and analysed from the last decade, right. that if that happened to an everyday working person, they could be 100% sure that as a result of doing that deep dive investigation, the only thing that would come out would be like, oh yeah, my emails just show me to be a great person. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> who could say that? I mean, like, and there's a reason why. I mean, the guy who John Gruden was emailing back and forth with, the, the guy Bruce Allen, he also doesn't even work for the, mm. the team or the NFL anymore. But, I mean... It's getting ignored that a part of the email scandal is that he was sending photos of naked cheerleaders to John Gruden. And that just gets ignored. The team should absolutely be getting in trouble and for it, something like that as well. He was working for the team. Isn't that the kind of thing that started the investigation in the first yes. place? So, so basically the team are going, forget about the naked cheerleaders. Right. Look at the racism. Right. Look at the homophobia. The, the gay guy from the Raiders is having to take a day off because of this. He's having to take a personal don't look at the naked cheerleaders just focus on this right so here's here's my next question though um as i said john gruden getting fired absolutely there's no there's no way that he can't be fired today as a result of those emails being dragged up whatever you think about people going through people's personal emails but isn't there quite a lot of hypocrisy now within the NFL because of the kind of things that players have been allowed to get away with? I mean, there's a whole litany of like domestic abuse and stuff like that where players are like, okay, well, you hit your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, but we're going to forget that because you're a good player. We need you on the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, though, that happens with coaches just as much. It's just a matter of if it gets picked up enough by the public or not that's really the only matter you know so when when it happened with ray rice and what ray rice did was absolutely horrible the league was like real quick to be like hey okay you're never playing in the league again Mm. when you know 50 percent of the country was upset about colin kaepernick the league was like hey okay we're never gonna let you play again but you know when it doesn't get that attention when a player you know gets drafted in the third round instead of the first round because he has a history of domestic violence but he's not a star right away like i don't know someone like tyreek hill from the kansas city chiefs right right um yeah no that gets ignored right so if you're not in the headlines you can get away with it it's, yes. it's very much like picking and choosing how much fi- and how good you are right yeah. how much money you can generate right. for, for instance them. you know urban meyer is currently the coach of the jacksonville jacksonville jaguars and this is his first season he's one the greatest college coaches of all time so his team gets off to an 0-4 start and all of a sudden the world is upset because there's a video of him dancing with a woman at a bar that's not his wife oh who would have thought someone in the world of professional sports is being disloyal to their wife on a road trip never heard of that before (laughs) you know what they should have been mad about how about when he was in college when he let uh murders of aaron hernandez just go on because he was like hey he's a star player on my team i'm not going to pay attention to the terrible fucking things this guy's doing right so there's hypocrisy all the way through that let me ask you one last question on this how scared are so many people in the NFL right now about the potential of just their emails being brought up? Because let's face it, right? Um, the only uh, person who's not scared is Jerry Jones because he's like, what's email? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And plus there's like photos all over the internet of him being disloyal to his wife. No one cares about him. Sorry, go on. Jerry Jones is uh, speaking to Mike McCarthy now going, I told you this newfangled technology was going to be the undoing of all of us. This is uh, Take that computer out of my office. Get we, rid of it. We use a paper and quill. Someone you know? get me some salt for my Whataburger. <laughs> right. But in all seriousness because you know um i don't know but it doesn't surprise me that uh some football coaches uh in the past have been very shouty and uh you know may have said some uh untoward things in their you know dealings or methods of running the team right right so if you if you've been in the nfl at any point and you're reading this uh john gruden thing you gotta be going oh my god like i like in what i was writing in emails in 2002 like i don't like, <laughs> but again like i said for the nfl i reckon it would be rife with it but for a normal person doing a real job 
is anyone going to have that confidence to be like, oh, yeah, listen, you think I'm a good person? Check my email since the year 2000. You're going to think even better. I'm an angel. You're going to think even better of me. They're scared right now, but they won't be scared for about 48 hours because, you know, by then it'll be five days since the news broke. News will find another story to pick up on. And the big story of the investigation, well, they already got their scapegoat. Yeah, I guess so. Now, one thing that uh, uh, makes me a little sad that we're not going to hear from uh, John Gruden in the near future and possibly ever again is because I would have loved to have known John Gruden's thoughts on Superman being bisexual. <laughs> oh, don't, I can don't see you the know? email now. <laughs> in fact, what's his, right. what's his email address? I'd like to send it. <laughs> Subject, Superman bisexual. Thoughts, question mark? Right. <laughs> now, well, now he'd be like, oh, it's the great greatest move they've ever done. I've always thought Superman was gay the color schemes <laughs> the flying the capes well I've, only gay people are capes i've read uh, i've read uh, a little bit from uh, people who are going well i mean look at the way that he dresses it's 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 the it's the perfect character to make gay i mean first of all i think the people who have just uh, just read the you know superman's going to be bisexual are like that's outrageous they're probably a little bit homophobic if that's just their general reaction to right. reading that as a headline um having said that I'm um, not a big fan of um, the kind of the woke chasing where you take an established character or characters and you just decide that, well, that one's going to be gay because it's the thing to do at the moment. But uh, but I I believe they haven't done that in this case because it's supposed to be Superman's son. So at least there is... There's a backstory. The, right. cat, the bisexual character is Superman's son, who's in a in a gay relationship. So I could see that, right? But my point, like, it, if my dad was Superman, like I'd probably go for Dick too. <laughs> But it's they, just a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Like, your dad is the manliest man of all time. You can't live up to that. <laughs> I think, um, you know, the, in terms of... The, well, here's the thing. So is it DC Comics that do Superman? I, I get confused so, yeah. whether it's DC or Marvel. I can't remember who's who because I've, I've never been into it. But, I mean, you, you know, are they just uh, chasing a woke agenda? Absolutely. Because apparently he's going to help with climate change and the guy he's dating is some sort of activist. So, yeah, they're totally barking up that tree. But... Would anyone who's not a comic book nerd be aware that there's any new version of Superman coming out at all if DC or Marvel, whoever it is, hadn't created these headlines by making him bisexual? Because I know comics have been a long-running thing, but it's a great niche that really only comic book nerds talk about and obsess over, and suddenly everyone's talking about this story this week as a result of the fact that Superman's son is now bi. Not only that, like, I mean, in the end, in the story, in the comics, how many times, I mean, sure, he's going to save the guy or he's going to save the girl, and at the end, they're probably going to kiss. But other than that, there's not a lot of, like, focus on the story of his, you know, it's just un necessary like you know, all uh, a few months back there was a story that batman tried to put like a like an ass eating scene in there and dc <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it i guess this is their answer to that it's like fine we're not putting full-on gay sex in our comics <laughs> <laughs> so it's dc comics that are doing this yeah right yeah because so people are you know people have always made the jokes about um uh batman and robin that being a, a kind of gay right. scenario so oh, robin's totally gay well he's the boy wonder yeah right I, you know what I'm upset about? And I've brought this up on the podcast before. Where's my Jewish Superman? Why are my people not upset about this? We complain about everything. This is the one thing we don't complain about. Are you about. telling me that there should be like steps of wokeism? Like yes. we should have had the Jewish Superman before we before this he goes a, bisexual? When you go down the woke chart, you start with black, you go to women, you go to gay, you go to Hispanic, you go to whatever else. At the very bottom is the Jewish people. Sarah Silverman tried it last week. She was like, Hollywood doesn't like Jew face. They were like, shut up, Jew face. <laughs> I will say though that if you were going to do um you know revamp uh, a comic that was more likely to be gay you're absolutely missing a trick with superman uh, with uh, he-man and i'm saying it really is the, well it, it, he could be gay but skeletor gay as fuck i mean I, it, 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 and and i you know here's the thing I was having this conversation. There's a there's a guy I know who's a uh, a news anchor, 
who's openly gay, and um, he posted a video of him talking to uh, his weatherman about He-Man. But the point of the news anchor posting the video was that the guy doing the weather didn't know what He-Man was. So the news anchor's like, can you believe so-and-so, my my weatherman doesn't know He-Man? So anyway, I replied to this because I know the, the news anchor pretty well. And I went, uh, yeah, how does so-and-so weatherman not know the gayest cartoon of all time? And the news anchor, who's openly gay, goes, He-Man was gay? I went, sister. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yes, I should have done. I was like, sister, babe. <laughs> Watch it as an adult. News Anchor's now 40. I'm like, when was the last time you watched Superman or right. He-Man? It must have been before you figured out that you liked cock. Right. Because it's, <laughs> you were still questioning that sexuality back then. The He-Man himself, I don't know. Like He may or may not be gay, particularly in the way that he dresses. But the, oh, char- the character of Skeletor, who's obsessed with He-Man, right? And he's ri- Skeletor is a vile old queen. Skeletor, right? And, and he's, ri- right? he's one of these old queens that's kept themselves really fit. That's what, that's what Skeletor is. But he's, but he's lost his look because although he's still really physically fit as any gay will tell you there ain't no gym for the face and, 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 no, and don't I know and so, and so Skeletor is just ripped to pieces with jealousy about the fact that He-Man is He-Man doing all this kind of thing when you look upon it l- like that right it is the gayest of cartoons <laughs> and yet no one's doing anything with that now if you want to reinvent Superman and make Superman some bisexual fine but it would have been way more convincing to give us an adult version of He-Man and the masters of the universe and portray He-Man and Skeletor and the relationship for what it is. Right, call me old-fashioned, but I'm definitely still convinced that Superman is just pretending to be gay to fool the enemy. (laughs) I will not accept a gay Superman. (laughs) It's just not right. The other thing that that I think is a great uh, move by DC Comics here, it's not only about getting national attention and everyone who's not a comic book nerd to talk about it, but you're you're introducing sex to it because no one who reads comics has sex. No, right? No. But now suddenly you're introducing it to a world who does. Who yeah, can... but that, actually, I take that back. It's totally flipped. Back in the day, if you read comic books, you know you were a nerd that never got it. Now comic books are cool. You know the people who are reading comic books are getting all the pussy. They don't have time for gay Superman. They're getting laid. Is that true? Oh yeah. So I see. This is my biggest dilemma in life. I grew up in the absolute wrong generation, right? Like right when I was coming up, you know, all the TV and media was still telling you like, oh, get into sports, get into music, like don't like all that nerdy stuff. You're gonna get beat up. John Gruden was on TV going, be on my team. John Gruden be a man. was one of my idols. Where growing are sketches? Up. I love You've those no idea how teams. much more racist I would be if I didn't have these comfortable shoes on. But then all of a sudden, as I hit like. Teenage, college age, like, you know, all the cool kids around school were like, oh, yeah, I just watched anime and I just got some Pokemon cards. And I went in the corner just like, mm, did you guys see LeBron James had a triple double <laughs> last night? <laughs> Fucking nerd. Also, one other thing, one other thing on bisexual Superman, because I've just remembered this. Yes, my point about He-Man is 100% valid. Go look at it now as an adult. You will see what I mean. Skeletor, vile old queen. (laughs) But we already have the ultimate gay comic book, and it is nowhere near enough front and center in the general population's existence. I think I know where you're going with this. Glenn and Henry forever. (laughs) I mean, look, here's the thing. You know... The people who have been stomping their feet about Superman being bisexual, as I said, if your immediate reaction is, oh my God, that's outrageous, you're probably a bit homophobic, right? right? Now, you can then argue against me with the reasons that it is um, unrealistic to have a bisexual Superman, and I'll probably disagree with you. But let's say for argument's sake, you are persuasive in your testament that... Superman can't be bisexual because of blah, 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 blah. Right. Krypton, whatever. Right. The portrayal of Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig living together in a gay relationship (laughs) is pretty much as realistic. Nothing's ever been more realistic. Nothing has ever been more gay. It's... 
perfectly gay. Right. Uh, gays read Glenn and Henry forever and say to their significant other, why can't we live like them? See, there's at least six people right now listening to this being like, there's nothing gay about metal, and clearly you're not listening to the right metal. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Yeah. I already like where this is going. I know it's going to be offensive. Ricky Gervais used to do, still does do, an impression of me being with a... He puts on a really serious face and makes my voice go gruff anytime I'm talking about anything to do with metal because he says that when it comes to metal, I treat it so seriously, right? <laughs> it's the so, one thing. So I'll send him a text message about something like anecdotally about like Iron Maiden or heavy metal and he'll send me back a reply that says, I'm doing the face, which means he's doing like this stern face because apparently whenever I talk about metal, I get really serious. But my favorite impression of, of, of me that he does when talking about Mel in relation to something like this was me going, the lead singer of Judas Priest is not gay. He wore leather trousers because he's in a metal band. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nowadays I hang out backstage with Rob Halford after he's done a 90 minute show at age 70 and Halford's going to me, oh, it's a lot of work for an old lady. Um, <laughs> Slash, did you see that cock in the front row? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I had to avert my gaze. It was putting me off my performance. That has to be like for a rock star, the greatest moment. Like when you finally get to, you know, come out to the world and not hide anymore. And then instead of having to see gross titties flashed at you during <laughs> rock concerts, it's just dudes on other dudes' shoulders hanging dong. <laughs> I imagine that happens at a lot of Judas Priest shows. And if not, we're going to a Judas pre-show and guess what we're doing? <laughs> hey, Rob, I've got, got a surprise for you. Hello! <laughs> um, Glenn and Henry forever. <laughs> it is... the Honestly, go get these... Uh, I don't know where you get comics. I've no idea. Excuse I, me, I'm getting a political call. <laughs> he literally has got you did. Jeremy's phone literally Do we is. answer? No, I don't want to know. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> just pick it up and go, of course John Gruden should have been fired and then put it down again. Sorry, go on. That was very... I've never seen that before. It's no, very distracting. but, you know... Um, I don't know where you get comic books from, but I, I've got, there's a, there's a, an actual book book that's like a compendium of lots of the individual comics of Glenn and Henry Forever, right. and it is hilarious. And I know for a fact that Henry Rollins thinks it's hilarious. Glenn Danzig doesn't find it quite as funny. I don't know why. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> He's not particularly into it. But the, the 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 portrayal of the two of them living together. Anyone who's got like a problem with the, the, you know, the backstory or what they perceive as the unlikeliness of certain superheroes suddenly being bisexual or uh, or homosexual, get yourself a copy of... Listen to some Danzig and right. then listen to some Black Flag, which is the, the bands that Henry Rollin, the band that Henry Rollins right. fronted. You'll hear that and you'll hear like, you know, this very, for want of a better term, macho like punk music. Then get a copy of Glenn and Henry Forever and see how they're depicted living together in a gay relationship. It is great. Mother probably takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> they changed the words to mother. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and lover. It, it's oh daddy. <laughs> It's a big change, but I think the audience will like it. <laughs> now, I'll tell you one other thing that I do want to cover just before we're done today. Um, have you noticed that I keep on saying we're going to do this and this and this is like a menu like, like, like real shows do, and then we never get around to it. When we take over that morning show we're taking over, right. we need to make a concerted effort to get to all of the things I say we're going to do on the menu. Well, we'll have four hours. Um, I think it's going to be five. I'm, the, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to negotiate it down to four, but I think they want us to do five. So, one other thing before we're done. I went to see uh, the new Bond this week. No spoilers in this, right? But it has somewhat made me rethink my stance on being woke. Oh, no. You're down for being woke now? Remember, um... Do we have to cancel this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, everything... This contest is not... This podcast is not woke. Everything we just said for the, right. for the previous 25 minutes. You know, whatever you're about to bring I'm up. I'm going woke. I'm going to get myself written into Glenn and Henry forever. <laughs> Glenn and Henry forever is going to suddenly become a thruple with a, with a British guy. 
I can see it. <laughs> like, they're both too showbiz to take out the trash. So that's how <laughs> that's they let me in. Like, like, that's yeah. my job. You're the help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The boy. <laughs> And then I'm going to contact whoever did the animation of The Prince on HBO Max and go, can you bring this to life on TV? Um, You remember when they were making Bond or they were finishing the filming of it or whatever it is, um, there was a lot of reports in the press about the the woman who was behind the TV show Fleabag had taken on... uh, The girl whose name is like Phoebe Bridgers, but it's not Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Walters something or other. We'll call her not Phoebe Bridgers. I've never seen Fleabag. I have friends who tell me that it's really, really funny, so maybe it is. But uh, And I don't know whether... Is Fleabag, like, particularly woke, or is the writer of it just sort of a woke spokesperson? I don't know. See, uh, my perception of it is that, like, while it was woke in the terms of, like, it was, you know, kind of, like, women's getting in pa- women's empowerment, I think it was, like, extremely sexual, which, like, I guess does, isn't always <laughs> in the woke realm. Well, I, it's hard to keep up, because right. it changes from one I'm week asleep, to the next. So. Um but it's um, I I don't know uh, whether it was because of the contents of Fleabag or maybe she's just an outspoken, very woke person. But but the lady who made Fleabag was brought in as a I think they gave her the title of screenplay, right? Uh, she woke was consultant is what I saw in the credits. Woke consultant is basically what she was, and so everyone everyone who was concerned about oh my god, well you know James Bond is so sexist and he beds loads of women and he's got no respect for women and blah 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 blah. The Bond people went back the fuck up. We've got the flea bag woman in, and she is woking up the script, right? So here's the thing. She didn't produce it, direct it, write it. Lots of other people came in and did all of that work. She was literally drafted in to give them some advice on how to make Bond 2021 and make it slightly more woke, right? right? Now, I made a list of the aspects of this movie that could consider be considered to be uh, Bond being more woke, right? Now, I'm not interested on whether you think these things are good or bad. They're in the movie, and, and that's it. But this is what I think the Fleabag woman said to the Bond people. They have a black female 007, so they're not making the next Bond a woman or a person of colour, but there is... And I'm not giving anything away that hasn't been reported in the press here. There is a black female who, for a part of the film, is 007 right. I in think it. That right? was reported a while ago. Right, right, right. She's taking over the role of the number of the agent, not the character. Right. right. But we've got the black, uh, black tick, female tick. Then we've got Q. He's gay. Tick, right <laughs> then we've got do, oh, real quick do when they when they announce that the character is gay do, is there just like a random scene where like someone walks by it's like hey by the way q's gay or do they like full-on show him like you know he is power power bombing <laughs> oh and james bond like... nice to see you don't mind him behind me <laughs> no they didn't quite go that woke there's a scene where they go to q's house and q is very upset that he's uh needing to do some out of hours q work on Bond's behalf because he's got a man coming around for dinner that's uh, how they like that's I a, thought you were going to be like no they did it extremely unlike they were like he has a clean bed therefore he must be gay <laughs> Bond, no woman clean bed Bond, hmm. Bond picks the lock and breaks into Q's house and he's blowing some dude in the bedroom <laughs> okay we would have made this such a better film sure it would have been never say never again but it would have been a way better film so um so yeah, we got um, we got g- uh, gay Q, right? Uh, well, that's what he is. I know, right? What's wrong with that? I'm it's just that's his official title in the like in the credits. Gay Q, gay Q, yeah. Um, and then um, there's barely any flirting with any women. There's like one scene where he does such basic flirting he's like he's taken on the character of any manager in a regular nine to five workplace now who's scared to tell if the manager's a man he's scared to tell a female that they've got nice new shoes because you know they might get me too so bond is now so 2021 not even really flirting with any females and the only woman that he sleeps with in the movie is the woman who he's portrayed as being in love with all right so so does he at least tongue her butthole that's happening in the queue scene i just explained that (laughs) so 
We got a black female 007. We've got GayQ. We've got almost zero flirting between Bond and random women. And we've got only have Bond sleep with the woman who he's in love with. The woman from Fleabag got paid a small fortune to just tell them those things. Now, people say that everything that's woke goes broke. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But if you're a woke consultant, this is the easiest job in the world. (laughs) I think I could do this. Literally. Stop using the N-word. Pay me. (laughs) You know who's going to hate this version? Thank God he died. Sean Connery. (laughs) Sean Connery. You mean they don't slap one woman? Not even on the ass. It doesn't have to be across the face. At least on the ass. Sean Connery's like, okay, I've got an idea of how to woke up Bond, right? There should be a scene where M is telling Bond that it's no longer appropriate to tell a woman in the workplace that they've got nice shoes. And Bond says back to M, yeah, but sometimes you have to slap a woman to put her in her place. (laughs) Perfect. Script it. Put in Never Say Never Again too. Well, I'll tell you the other thing that disappointed me. And again, that doesn't disappoint me. I'm just going through the list of right. what, what Fleabag... How they, how they woke it up. Yeah, but she would have got paid a fortune to come in and make those... Th- 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 give them that, those bits of advice. I mean, that's such easy work. It's such easy work. Yeah, but apparently, imagine how unwoke the film was before she got there. They delayed it like three times. <laughs> well, that's true. I wonder what Guys, I- how many times did I tell you no rape scene? My other takeaways from it are this. Um, Freddie Mercury's barely in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, he's the villain, right? Freddie Mercury. Oh, the guy with the teeth. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Right, right. Right? He's- so, I mean, but like, were there multiple bad guys or were they trying to do like the like scary, not always there, like in the shadow type villain? I will say this. It's very long. And I followed it, but it's probably the most complicated Bond movie so far. Right. Not that Bond is known for being something that's, that's hard to follow, but it definitely is the most complicated thus far. I mean, I was watching an interview with um, uh, Daniel Craig on one of the late shows this week, and his next thing that he's going on to do is on Broadway, he's doing Shakespeare, right? Yeah. Shakespeare's probably easier to follow than some aspects of, the, of, of this Bond movie. I felt like, I just needed a break. I felt, I felt like, yeah, Daniel Craig went, oh my God, that Bond movie was so long and complicated. I want an easy ride for the next thing. I'll do Shakespeare right. on Broadway, you know. Um, so it, it's, um, it's, it, it's more complicated. I just felt like, you know, Freddie Mercury don't turn up till like uh, more than two thirds of the way through and then he's not in it that often and just I was real just quick sort of, Bohemian Rhapsody and Al to be honest but like the middle vocal harmonies in Bohemian Rhapsody go on for longer than Freddie Mercury's entire appearance in No Time to Die and the other thing again no spoilers in this although they massively let me down by not remaking Never Say Never Again which as you know was you know what I had my heart set on right there are multiple references in this movie to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is the George Lazenby one, right? Right. It won't surprise you to know that as everyone thinks George Lazenby was the worst Bond there's ever been. Of course. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is my second favourite James <laughs> Bond movie. So, so you were all Fleabag in. almost got it right. I don't care about all of you. You can gay queue up all of you all, all you want. I'm fine with all of that. But you went for doing... There's like three huge references to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, whereas all I wanted was at the very end of the movie, Daniel Craig pushes Mr. Bean into the water <laughs> and, and Mr. Bean says, M says you must come back. And Daniel Craig looks at the camera and goes, never again. And Mr. Bean goes, never. And Daniel Craig winks and he's eyes the O for the double O, seven. And that's the end of Never Say Never Again. But no, you did On Her Majesty's Secret Service instead. <laughs> See, it would have been that, but instead, you get Daniel Craig leaving and never coming back and becoming bisexual Superman. That's right. It's happening. (laughs) All right. We done enough? I hope so. Is anyone going to hire us to be woke consultants? Because that's such easy money. I I don't think so. I'm going to skip the whole putting the effort to write a really good like six-part sitcom or whatever Fleabag was and get all the accolades. I just want to do the woke things. Yeah, we're just going to do the woke part. Like I said, 
Uh, enough with the clan rally. Add a pretty girl in there and you had yourself a day. Where did the clan rally? What? That's how you woke something up. You tell them don't do a clan rally. Oh. Oh, <laughs> imagine the Fleabag woman's going to the Broccoli family do Bond. Look, the scene with the clan rally's really got to go. <laughs> that's, a, that's like 1940s Bond. <laughs> All right, if you want to talk to us, didyouamerica.com. You can vote for Song of the Week there. You can also vote for Song of the Week at the poll on my Twitter, which is at Ian Camfield. Thank you for checking out this one, everybody.